Welcome to this new episode of Toastmaster Minds. My name is Joan Carbonell and this is a podcast where we are going to meet people who like to learn and grow day by day. We have something very specific that unites us. We are interested in one way or another in public speaking, and this has led us to meet in our Toastmasters Club in Mallorca, Mallorca Wordsmith. But we are not going to speak exclusively to, about public speaking and the club. In this episode, we want to get to know the people who make up the club better, share with each other a bit more about our personal and professional interests, and who knows, maybe discover some ways to collaborate. And today we have as our guest on this program, Ulrike Stunke. Welcome, Ulrike. Thanks so much for inviting me. Welcome. Thank you, Ran. I, I have been practicing how to say the, the surname. <laughs> we have done a great job <laughs> because it's not so easy, I know. It's not so easy. Okay. The first question to introduce you to our listeners is who are you and what do you do? Yeah, who I am. This is what I'm asking myself sometimes too, because to be honest, sometimes the, the things changing what we know. Um, this has to do with my age. I turned to 60 this year and I'm normally, when you ask me only for one word, I'm a trainer. So it's a trainer. So many people are trainers. So direction sports, but, um, I think it's a little bit special that I start training myself for six years and become a trainer with 17 years. I've done half professional, professional as a sport, rhythm sport gymnastic. And um, after I had so much back problems, I cut my professional career and go back to be only a trainer and study a little bit more about back health, uh, something like this. And this is, I think, a little bit special. I still, I'm a trainer. So I do a job as trainer and um, I'm still a trainer in different kinds of sports. Okay, great. And you are not from Mallorca, I guess. <laughs> you can hear this, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm German. And uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think maybe you like to ask why I'm here on Mallorca. So, yeah, I come to Mallorca now 22 years ago. And there are so two reasons for. The first reason was in general that I, with my husband, we really like to live in another country, in a country where it's warm, and also to meet other people, other cultures. But this was um, a reason what maybe a lot of people have and you never fulfill this. And I think we maybe also would not fulfill this when not uh, our daughter was born. And uh, with four and a half years, then my son was born and um, our daughter got a sickness with the skin. It called in Germany, it called neurodermitis, has to do with nerves and skin. And the doctor, the skin doctor told us, uh, you have to go to very, very urgently to where you find sun and salt water. And as my son is born on the 25th of uh, February, it was not so easy at this time to find sun and salt water in Germany. So the easiest and nearest um 
part for this was Mallorca. So we went here for three weeks of vacation first and fall in love of with this island. And uh, after five months, we really break all the bridges to Germany. We have to do it really like this and uh, stepped into this very nice island culture and life. Okay, great. And how is to move to a different country and start uh, professionally and with uh, reinventing yourself in some way? To be honest, it's really not easy. It's everybody who has done this, maybe has done more or less, uh, goes through this more or less the same thing. Because one thing is that you like the island, that you like the people, that you come here to vacation. And the other thing is that you like to work or have to work here on the island or in other countries. So this makes, of course, everything a lot more complicated. One thing was good for us is that we came as a family because uh, we like that our children be integrated as soon as possible in the Mayoquin and the Spanish community and culture. So we sent them to Spanish school this first six years. And this, this means not them only, they learn both languages. I have to say both because, of course, it was 100% teaching to, at this time in Mayoki, the school. And uh, they have also to learn uh, the Castellano. And so that means with this, they are very, very fast integrated. And I can say thanks so much to this wonderful school. They integrated the kids very, very good and very fast. And also we as parents stepped because of the children a little bit easier into the culture. Easy, I say, because, of course, we didn't have the same possibility to learn the language so fast. And this is still today not even easy. <laughs> But uh, the culture here is very open and helped us a lot. And apart from the children and the integration, how is to start finding a job uh, and integrating by yourself as adults here? Yeah, this was, I think, then at least it helps my, my job as a trainer because as I specialized in back health also, I, I like to have to, we have to make money. My husband was working still with a Germany company, uh, with a company in Germany. So he traveled uh, forth and back and I stood here and I like to work too. I was the first thing what I have done is I go and went in contact to with the German doctors, German doctors, direction, physiotherapists, direction, back health or people they have in general back problems. And with this, I learned a lot about um, the island direction back health here because it's a little bit different like it was in Germany. And with the connection of the doctors, there was a doctor who told me, you know what, they're looking for somebody as a trainer, as a uh, supervisor uh, in a big hotel they will build up here. It was the age where the um, hotel Marriott, I can tell this, I think here, uh, was with a vacation um, ship idea was born here, was constructed, and I stepped very easily in this. We have done like uh, brainstorming with the director at this time, and it was really, really nice. So I had at this time very easily a job because I had the knowledge uh, of the sports, what they need in the hotel or in the club 
vacation club. It's a vacation club. So you keep uh, working on, as a trainer? Yes. You have been doing that for 22 years. And I know you also like to travel. Uh, tell us a bit about your travels. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, also with the family, we really love traveling. And this is also to do with the vacation clubs that give us a possibility because we are a member of this too. So you buy this, this week, one, two, three weeks, and then you can travel around the world and uh, do this with the married vacation clubs. But this was with the family. But after my separation, I had to travel by my own. And this was the first goal to see how can I manage this. So the first travel I've done is uh, by my own is uh, I went to the main island and have done the Camino Santiago for my own. This was not a bit travel, a travel. It was more a challenge for myself. But to do this with only everything what you have on your back and to do this walking for 300 kilometers, I've done the path for 300 kilometers. It was the first, what I would say, really It was a travel. It was not only a travel for my body. It was not only a travel because I reached very fast, very much, because you do it by feet. It was a travel to challenge myself. And after this, then I said, okay, when I can do this and I can travel further. So to the, some years later, I take the big backpack again and travel to six countries in, in two months. Um, what was very special about this was that I don't know the languages of four of these countries. So as I'm only speaking English, Spanish and German, it was a challenge too. But at this time, also Toastmaster helped me. <laughs> okay. So traveling alone should be a, a great experience. So it's, it's something really special. Uh, you are forced to... Meet people and contact people and get help from whatever you are. And the language probably is important. <laughs> If you also have a national problem with the language, that could be but a real challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I have to mention this case is really, uh, I stepped in in Toastmaster, I think, in 2004. So I was learning all about to communicate not only verbal-wise. I, I lose my fear to ask people when I can't find the way or don't know which gate I have to use or which papers I need. So it was really, really, really a help uh, in this travel when I went by my own that I, I at least had not the fear I had years before to ask also to ask people with, uh, to help me. This is really also a part of Toastmaster. So before moving to Toastmasters, what um, are your other hobbies? What do you like to do apart from training people and coming from to Toastmasters? Mm, I must say, yeah, it has it has to do with sports again, <laughs> because we're, as a trainer, bed cells and uh, and dancing and and Pilates and jogging. I really. Uh, Some years ago, and this has to do then again with Mallorca, I discovered the stand-up paddle. So I was not, oh, I'm not a good swimmer and I'm not, I don't like swimming so much, but stand-up paddle uh, is, um, is the, the bridge between my hobby of sports to my hobby of going to meditation. 
going to know myself better because for me stand up paddle I do it only in a very smooth way is meditation on the sea so a part of this I really like to read and I like um, a part of traveling really still to grow with leadership with Toastmasters yeah it's like this so you joined the Toastmasters in 2004? In 2004, 2005, I think 2004. Okay, so probably if you have been 22 years here, so probably from the beginning, you know, the story of our club, like Sheila, you are the nearly the founders here. Uh, how did you discover Toastmasters? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, I remember this so good. And I remember really the story so good because um, I uh, discovered, not, this was not me, my husband discovered this over the Insel radio. This is a German radio here on the island. And there was like an announcement, uh, Toastmasters, if you like to learn speaking in public, if you like to overcome your fear, blah, blah, this, things like this. And it was for me really because of this, I said, it's like a blah, blah. I said, hey, what is this? And my husband said, let's go. Let's see what this is. So I stepped into the first meeting in Santa Ponza. I remember this like it was today. Because the, they opened the meeting and they asked me, where do you come from? Why you are here? And I stand up and I start talking, blah, blah, yeah, hmm, I heard this, blah, blah. And then I sit down and then they started the meeting. And during the meeting, I said, oh, my God, they are all perfect in English. What have I done before? I have done not grammatical-wise good English. I was, was not structured what I've done. I feel so bad, really, to be honest. When we stepped out of this meeting, I said to my husband, let's go directly, directly out of this room. So really, when we go out of the room in the car, I said, never, 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 I go back again. This was, I feel so ashamed. This was, oh. And then starts the story of Stoßmasters. And, and then he asked me, why you don't like to go back? Because it was, it, I have done this so bad. And then I thought, okay, I've done this bad. That means I have to learn. So it means I have to go out of this comfort zone. So it takes some weeks, and then I went back, and I really learned that it's not necessary to be perfect, also not in the English language, and I learned that it's not about um, only to stand up and have a good structure, it's also to stand up without fear, and this was my first point, what I have to overcome. So this was my first <laughs> connection with Toastmasters at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Great experience. Uh, which is the speech you are most proud of that you can remember? I think the speech when you when you feel what you are saying. This every time is a good speech and a great speech. And I remember very good that I gave a speech about that I put like um, reminding, like I think I'm, I'm not sure if this is the right word in English, a memorial to after my dad died here on Mallorca on the mountains of Rwanda. And I've done this with all my my love I have for my my father. And I've done this with all my heart, my love, and all the the power I can bring up to, to set there a bank uh, with a little sign in love 
from Uli, that's me. And it was really an experience to get this done also with the signatures of the government here. And so, and this speech I gave, I don't prepare so much. So this was one of the speech because it, it comes so out of my heart that I, I thought that's really strange that this I don't prepare so much and was one of the best speeches from the feedback I got. I got see people laughing and I saw people crying, so both in the speech. And this was I think, the best what I can do, could do in this case. Being able to speak from your emotions is something that really connects with the people and probably does not need too much preparation, just a good idea that sparks everything. Okay, so you have been for 18 years in our club. That's a lot. And how have you seen the evolution from the club? I've been there for nine years and I've seen different uh, ages, different <laughs> uh, People go coming and people leaving, and how do you see the evolution of the club? Yeah, I see it. It has, you know, it's like you need a good base, and when a club has a good base, that means a good president and a good committee behind. Then I see the club, club or saw the club growing. In the times where it's a little bit weak or when people are in the committees, they like to do their best, but maybe they don't have the knowledge what we need there. Then I saw a little bit that the, the members and also the participation goes down. So I really grow also with each committee who leads the club. This is at one time. And the other time I can say I grow or see the club growing also, of course, with the different members. So there was time where we have more business people in. There were time, and then, it's, of course, it's more business-orientated. There were time where we have more younger people also in, and we have done also for some months uh, like a younger-speaking club, which is really um, interesting too. And there were times where we have a mixture from all, like I see now directly. I think we have in the moment such a great mixture, not only from the different cultures, especially English and uh, Spanish culture, but also from the ages, from the professions, the people doing. So I think this makes a club growing because then you learn from each other. We learn from each other. It's we. <laughs> yeah, we, we learn every week <laughs> with our sessions and with all the communication. Have you been in different roles in the committee? You were saying that the committee is really the key of how the, the club behaves. Uh, which is your experience in your roles at the committee? Um, I'm... Now the third time a secretary, so I only took the job as a secretary. Why? Because I have experience with this. I worked in the German church uh, on the freeway space also for nine years as a secretary here on the island. And so this I thought I can do that also everybody can trust me and I can trust myself. And this is, I think, the reason why I don't took another another role a part of the time because this time as a secretary I can a little bit um, manage but the time 
all other or some other roles need. It's so much because I have a full-time job and I have uh, at the side some personal training clients and it's so much to do and you have to be really on the road every time that I would say it's better not to do a job when you can only do it half. And this is because of this I stepped in again as a secretary. It's not that I don't not interesting, but I don't see me like I have the knowledge till now, or I don't see me that I have the time. This is this both things I'm missing still. So are you trying to say that uh, are you not uh, considering to be the, the president of the club in the near future? <laughs> For sure not. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's a great experience to learn is, a lot of things. It is. Maybe when I don't have a job, but as I have a job and this job really needs also so, so much of my energy because as I told you, I'm the supervisor um, of the activity team in Marriott. And that means I have nine people with six different cultures. So it needs a lot of energy to build them as a team. And there's not so much energy left. <laughs> But when one day I have the energy, then maybe I think about <laughs> Related to that, uh, are you applying the things that you learn at Toastmasters outside of, those, of Toastmasters, especially with your profession? or even with your family or other kind of places? Of course, 100%, too, 300%, every, uh, every point of 100%, because, for example, on my professional um, career, I can say I learned, for example, one, what is one of the most important things, to listen first. This is what I really, as I like to talk, and it's easy for me, and you should hear me in German, so I will never will stop, so it's better that we do it in English. So it's not this, it's, 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 it's that I sometimes I react, but I really had to learn to listen first. So this is one of the things I take out uh, of the Toastmasters and uh, put it into my professional life. Then with my new partner, when we go to listen, I can say this helps me a lot too because he sometimes say uh, as an other culture too so he's Cuban is a Cuban uh, personality and culture too and he say oh I know what you like to say and he finished my sentence said no no you have no idea what I like to say you have to go to Toastmasters and you think so in the in this way it helps me too and uh, and with friends for example for me a good friend is somebody who gives you a feedback. It's so easy that I say, for example, I touch you now because we both are talking. Um, Joan, uh, you are great. You do everything fine. Everything what you do, I agree. This is easy for me. But when I'm a good friend or somebody is a good friend of mine, then maybe it's necessary that somebody tells me, hey, Uli, sit down. You asked me for my opinion. Now listen to the opinion. And this feedback I can give and I can take, this is something what I still, still, still try to learn, try to hold and got out of Toastmasters every Wednesday till now. <laughs> With your experience in, in the club, uh, can you give us some trick on how you prepare speeches with your participation during this, the sessions? 
I can tell you what I have done wrong and then maybe what I grow with. What I have That's done useful too. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes so much time and it's not necessary in my point of view. Because the first, my icebreaker, I remember for, when I've done my icebreaker, I could not sleep two nights before. And I really learned it by heart. So it was like reading something. But when you read something out of the paper, and an icebreaker, you can, an icebreaker, you can use papers, so notes, I mean, then you can do this, but it never will come like authentic, will come fresh, will come interesting. So I read my first icebreaker, I must say. And after a while, I notice it's not the way. That's not the way. And then I sit down and have done like a brainstorming with myself. What are, for example, from this speech you like to give next Wednesday as the three most important points? And then I put the three most important points down. And then I say, okay, what is a good point, a strong point to start the speech? And what is maybe a stronger point to finish the speech? Because as we know, it's very, very important that you have a good conclusion. And with this strategy, I really can prepare my speeches better. How do you feel with the improvisation part? Oh, I think like more or less two-thirds of the members, the table topic still is for me the hardest part because I'm afraid that I get blank. I think it calls blank or that I, that I don't know what to say. And, and, but what I really learned there too directly yesterday is when I have a topic, what I don't know, what I don't know, nothing to say, that I catch one of these keywords out of it and start talking or what's happened with me one time when somebody has done portable topics, I have to, to grab something out of a bag and I had no idea what this is. It was something from sailing, but as I don't sail, I had no idea. I talked about the color. So the idea is it was black. So I talked about black. So the idea is to learn in the table topics to catch something, what you can talk about and don't, blank and this is but still hard for me still <laughs> i agree with you <laughs> for me it's the hardest part of each session i don't know where to hide <laughs> when they are searching for volunteers and what about contests i've seen you especially supporting a lot of people when we are going to contests even outside of the island and which has been your participation in Toastmasters contests? I have done uh, two years ago. I participated in our club contest. And I have to say, to be honest, I think I won only because the other uh, was Sheila and she was out, also out of time. So I only won because she was disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why I'm sure at this stage, maybe. I, I, I work on this every Wednesday too, every second Wednesday, because it has to do with the English language. How can I present something good when I'm not really 100% sure about the language? I can, of course I can, and I've done it, but I notice in the next level that the people there, they participate, they are really, really great, 100% sure in the language. And this is a little bit 
what I have to work on still. Which is hardest for you, the sessions in Spanish or in English? Because none of them is your uh, natural language. It's a good question because you asked me in which which language I like to do uh, the interview, and I don't know this interview. This interview, and I think I don't know. I think as my team in Marriott is an American company, and we do the meetings in English. I connect only in my brain meetings English. But I think when I talk now to you, I can do the same more or less in Spanish too. It's it's it. I only have to change the ship. So I, I in both languages I are far away from perfect, but I can do it like the people will understand me. So I think now when you ask me, I would also can do it in in, in the same level like we do it here in Spanish. So I have no priority in the moment. <laughs> Okay, perfect. So why did you decide to do it, this interview in English? I, yeah, because of this, I think I connect meeting, meeting with my professional life. It's in English, so I, I, you know, without thinking so much. And when I listen to the other podcasts, where most of them are in Spanish, I notice, wow, yeah, I would do this too. I can. But then it's done like this, so I <laughs> leave it like this. <laughs> Okay, perfect. We have a, a lot of details about uh, Ulrike that we didn't know about before that. Some any additional questions about maybe other ways you like to grow, other ways you like to develop yourself and learn new things? It's... It's a good, very good question. And I think it changed also every Wednesday. You know why? Because with our members we have in the club, I, I sometimes there, somebody gives a speech or a table topic and I said, wow, what she or he has done is something what I had like to add on my list to grow. For example, to make on a serious theme something humans out of it or the other way around. Or to find only a good one sentence as a conclusion. So, because of this, these are the things what I really discover each Wednesday still. So, it changed from one to the other time. Conclusions are important that I really can reach the people because sometimes I think less is more. I have to structure myself maybe a little better before. I say three sentences, what I can put in one. And have a strong sentence, something like this. If there is some member, there are a few of them that still haven't decided to come to this interview and this podcast, how would you try to use your persuasive skills to convince them to attend? I think it's such an easy way to communicate and give everything what you learned to other people and at the other side discover maybe what I have done when I listen a little bit to the other podcasts, discover a little bit more about other members that I don't know before, 
it's so necessary that you do this, this, and with your own podcast, this is a very strong point. This is a very strong point. And then it's another way to stay fit mental-wise. This is what I really, um, mental or brain-wise, I don't know what is the right word uh, regarding this, because it's something what I would do also when I like uh, to convince somebody to come to Toastmaster from outside. I would convince them also in the same way that I said, okay, I'm a trainer. I like to stay fit with my body, but we all like to stay fit with our body, but also with our brain. No? We like to stay fit uh, um, when we reach the higher ages also with this. So we can't not only train our body, we have to train our brain too. And this is doing in Toastmasters. And the podcast, for example, is a, a perfect way also in another way to train this. So this would be my convincement, hopefully. <laughs> it's a new challenge that to prove something or to test something we haven't the opportunity to to do before for most of the people so I think it's something funny and some we can discover new things and uh, I'm really am discovering a lot of things about the people that I didn't know so that's great also we have our little game here that is we launch one question from each member to the next one. And the questions that I have for you is, what do you think about learning public speaking in education from a young age? I, I think the young age has so much to give and so much to take because, of course, they have a lot more years in front and I take a lot out of young people with the first impression so what I mean is somebody stands up and goes to the front and you have without thinking you have an idea that you say oh this will be a good speaker or this will be a speaker who's maybe a little shy has to also do with the posture uh, where they're coming up and then and it impressed me a lot that I'm wrong so what I mean is the first and second impression. I have the feeling and what the people also gave, so the young people gave, gave to us. First and second imp impression can be very, very different. And this is also a challenge. Which question do you have for our next interview with person here? I like... For the next, the next question, or my question for the next one is, do you know somebody who changed through Toastmasters, through the meetings, through the participation of Toastmasters, nearly completely, and why? I've seen a lot of changes <laughs> during these years. Me too, because um, of this. In a uh, very so good way. Way. And always there have been great changes, <laughs> what I've seen here. But let's uh, wait until the next interviewed person answers that. Finally, Rike, if somebody wants to connect with you about something professional or some hobby or some other questions that they may have, how they can contact you? 
my website i'm honest it's not very good updated but at least you can contact me there is www.mallorca uh, Medio, what is this slash no it's not a slash <laughs> training.com this is a website or i think you write it down also in this podcast yeah i'll write it <laughs> okay perfect thank you very much uh, it's been a pleasure a great uh, additional information i've been discovering new things about ulrike thank you i think this is something relevant also for the people to to know the, the background from the people the different background that we are having and the different experience and the challenges from people that has been traveling abroad or whatever so this is what creates a lot of richness in this small community that we have here of course, so thank you very much. Of okay. course, and let me only finish with one sentence because this podcast, I listened, I like to listen to one or two before I've done this interview. And it was so interesting. It was so well done that I listened to, I think I'm missing only one. So I listened to everything like a little bit adapted to this. And I must say that it's really good to know the, our members in another way. So great, great to do a podcast. Wonderful. Thank you, John. The educational program of Toastmasters has little gems uh, hidden there. <laughs> so if you are listening to that, if you are not yet a Toastmaster member and you are interested in improving, just come attend a meeting Wednesday as a guest. As the guest, it's free and it's the best way to understand how you can learn to speak in public without teachers, without pressure and with good colleagues. If you like this podcast and you think it can be of inspiration for someone, help us to spread it. And of course, in the purest Toastmaster spirit, we invite you to share with us any comments or constructive feedback that will help us to improve the way we do it. Hear from us in the next episode. Bye -bye.